Welcome to Word Birds, where you'll hear content conversations directly from the flock. Join Christopher Willis in conversation with content experts and thought leaders as they chat about how to make the most out of your words in business. Here's your host, Chris. Hey, welcome to Word Birds. If you sell a product and haven't discovered publisher partnerships, today is the day for you. This is your episode. We've got Bryce Weidlitz. He is the VP of Publisher Innovations at Impact, talking about the intersection between content and commerce. Sit back. This is going to be a good one. Let's get some insight from the flock. Hey, Bryce, thanks for being on the show. I am super interested in your title. I've not seen it before. You are VP of Publisher Innovation. Tell me a little bit about what that means. Yeah, happy to be here, Chris. So I would say it can be ambiguous, but I think it's really focused on helping publishers, really not necessarily to innovate, but to help diversify revenue. So my goal is essentially providing publishers with tools, with insights to help them to better monetize. And so it's innovating via tools and capabilities, and then also catering to them to help allow them to better monetize their websites. That makes total sense. One of the things I really wanted to dig into in today's episode, I think the audience would be really excited about is the intersection between specifically e-commerce and content. A thing that you've said in the world is that the future of commerce is content-driven. What do you mean? It's one of those things where a vendor was pitching me something and they said, publishers are future retailers. And they did iterated from there. But essentially, it's you go to buy something. The first thing you do is you probably go into Google or you type in best blenders or blah, blah, blah. And you're trying to find recommendations. And so you used to ask friends, but you not only consult friends, but you consult the internet and you want recommendations. So I think more and more brands are going to publishers, to influencers, to bloggers, to content creators, to help them get their word out. And there's been several occasions where a brand wasn't that well known and Maybe it's a knockoff of a more expensive brand, but it's just as good. It just doesn't have the brand name. And a publisher was able to discover it and share it. And in the past, in former roles, we've sold a brand out of a product in a day or have done the most sales in a day just because we recommended the product, we discovered it, and we're able to service it to the audience. So I think it's content-driven because content's how you explain things. Again, whether it's on web, on social platforms like TikTok or Instagram or YouTube or Anywhere, people consume content in different ways, and then that can drive them to make an action, whether it's filling out a form or, in our case, making a purchase. So I feel like I'm biased, but affiliate and partnerships used to be kind of the last way that people would go. They'd first do Facebook ads or Google ads to start building up awareness, but now people are actually going to partnerships first. And so by creating partnerships, you can really grow revenue, and by experimenting content, you can grow your brand awareness even if the content doesn't convert. When you talk about partnerships, do you have an example of a successful partnership that has driven commerce? Yeah, example of a successful partnership that has driven commerce. I'd say previously I was leading the commerce initiative at CNN, CNN underscored. So I joked that it was my firstborn child and then child went off to college, got their MBA, and then I went off and wanted to do something new, challenging as well. But so I'd say like an example was discovering this headphone brand that many people hadn't heard of. It was a good alternative to more expensive AirPods and we shared it and it almost sold out, like I mentioned, the entire warehouse because it ranked in search 
people saw it and they wanted a more cost-effective alternative to AirPods or wireless headphones. And that was through a partnership, was able to, we discovered a great brand at a discounted price and shared it with an audience. So that was a, an example of a partnership. So who found who in that equation? Did CNN find the headphones or did the headphones find CNN? It's a great question. I don't entirely remember, but what would happen is twofold. Either we would discover the brand in our research in terms of finding 10 wireless headphone alternatives and then reach out to the PR company or the firm, or they would reach out to us. Like, you know, oftentimes publishers get inundated with messages like hundreds a day from brands asking for coverage. So I think this one was us doing our research on the best wireless headphones. And this is how we found them. I think we reached out to them and then they sent us a test pair that we could experiment with. And then we recommended them as our, I think it was our best budget headphones. And so essentially the content that you created drove, I guess, what you'd call the success of that company. Their ability to sell out their product set was because of the content that you created and the audience that you had built to consume that content. Exactly. Correct. And we learn in every publisher or blogger, they learn about their audience. Are they in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s? Are they more male, female? What do they like? And so once you start to figure out what your audience likes, whether it's headphones, and then they're looking for a deal and you kind of check the boxes and then you find this perfect product. And that was just an example of a perfect product was Meta Need, which is headphones, wireless. Met another need, which was budget-friendly. And then kind of just went from there. So it checked multiple boxes, but it's by knowing your audience that you can really determine how to have an impact and how to have an impact in a partnership with a brand. Authentic aspect of that. So you're creating content that's informational, it's actionable for consumers. Here's a list of the best headphones on the market right now. That authentic content experience is really what's delivering results for the partner, in this case, the headphone manufacturer. If it was just an infomercial flashed on Instagram, might not be as impactful. Totally agree. I think the reason why mass media has had such such success with the affiliate channel or content channel or partnership channel is because people trust, not all, but a good amount of people trust media or they have a media company that they trust. And I'd say 99% of cases, these media companies are now writing this form of content commerce. Like the only one left I think that had it before was Wall Street Journal but they just announced their launch. They launched last month. So they were one of the few mass media publishers left that had not started a commerce vertical of content recommendations and they just did. But yes, I think when you're authentic and you're true to your brand and your organization, you're going to have an audience built in that will trust your recommendations. And there was a reason why our conversion rate at CNN and other media publishers is so large because people trust it. They just want to see what they're recommending and they go and purchase it. And I think there's so many touch points out there right now to help form a decision. And to your point, that trusted source helps to move the needle. I also like headphones and I own quite a few. And the search for it, it's not a singular linear experience of I find something, I read a thing about it, I buy it, I find something, research the hell out of it, I go check on Reddit, I'm going to find multiple sources, and then I'm going to find something that's going to trigger me to take action. It's that piece of experience that actually drives the deal, drives the purchase. Being able to find that special partnership with a brand that resonates and drives that experience, that's where this magic starts to come in to close the gap between decision and purchase. Using our product will help you be less of a boomer. 
Don't be lame. Our product is where it's at. I am such a good writer. Jenny may be hip, but her writing style isn't exactly aligned with her high-tech employer. She needs Acrolinks, the content impact platform that ensures effortless alignment across every team. Consistency in tone, inclusive language, scannability, and more. No matter what kind of content you're creating, we've got you covered. Don't be lame. Use Acrolinks. Totally. It's funny because you can't hit a home run with everyone, but if there's themes that work like eco-friendly or budget, and then you start to learn which ones work and which ones resonate, like we'd write about clothing and fashion. But when we tried several different merchants, they just didn't work and they just didn't convert. But when we tried, in this case, Nordstrom, Nordstrom would always convert. And then it tells you, okay, whenever I write about fashion, you need to send to Nordstrom. And then it further triggers you of when Nordstrom's having a sale, like right now they're having their half yearly sale, you need to make sure you cover them because that's what your audience is interested in. So then you compound these learnings and then it makes your content more likely to convert over time because you've compounded these learnings over months, years, eventually decades, where you know if you want to move a product with certainty that you can help a brand or help your audience help a brand move a product. Amazing. I mean, and so one could absolutely make the case that over the course of seven years of doing this, of building this project, turning it into something, you've moved on now to be the framework for other companies to build success in this area. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's really why I personally left CNN was I was ready for a new challenge. I had been there, grown the team, grown revenue, but my passion was truly in helping others to monetize and to take my learnings from CNN and what works and what didn't work and help publishers. So actually how I spend a lot of my time in addition to managing sales team, account team to make sure we're supporting our publisher partners is consulting. Like I was on the phone earlier today with a celebrity news company that wanted to get into the commerce space, but they want to make sure that they're not cannibalizing their traffic or harming the audience. The other week, I talked to a really interesting, just call it a flashcard company that thinks that they should get into the space to monetize. But so I've morphed into more of a consultative role of how you can use this in a tasteful way. Like it's not just throwing links on a page, but really doing it tastefully. And one of the things that we did while at CNN too, was we did a study because some in leadership were concerned about the impact to the audience. And the audience actually expects this kind of content and they welcome it. And oftentimes it's the most engaged content in terms of time spent. And it's the news of the day, like today's prime day. And that is the news of the day for most publishers. And it's what most people are interested in. I am fully aware that it's prime day. I'm already in. Yeah, I have a to-do list of things to shop. But what's cool too is Amazon launched this prime day. It's a way to push Amazon products, but then other brands, it's become now a holiday and other brands are capitalizing on it as well. So it becomes then content driven to expose which brands are having these sale events in addition to Amazon. Yeah, I mean, I can literally see that in CNN. Like these are the brands that you should be shopping for on prime day that aren't on Amazon is an article that either should or probably does exist. It's, and it's live like, right now. Yeah, I looked at the site. Literally there. Today, yeah. I was shocked. This is the first year that I really recognize as much how many product manufacturers and vendors are having Prime Day sales that aren't Amazon all the way through, like things that you would expect, like a duffel bag manufacturer that sent me an email today to lead generation companies. You can buy extra database today. It's Prime Day. Wow. Okay. I think it's summer months are usually slow in terms of shopping events. We've passed Mother's Day, Father's Day, 
and there wasn't a seasonal reason to buy over the summer before back to school. So this made logical sense as a next step. But again, the theme of using content and forming partnerships to drive incremental revenue as a benefit for brands. And also something that I thought you'd find interesting too, or listeners, is the idea of publishers making up a holiday. So publishers are making up sales and deals days and writing content that then drives conversion and making up their own deal days that are similar to a Prime Day or a Black Friday or Cyber Monday, but on a smaller scale. But again, using content to drive commerce has been a compounding theme, especially with COVID and people being at home, looking online. It's definitely compounded in the last few years. National Hot Tub Day. Today's the day. I actually really were looking to get one, not right now. Atlanta, it's super hot, but in the winter, I would be a part of that purchasing group for sure. I was and placed the order in March of 2020. It showed up in September of 2020. Perfect time. I live in Massachusetts. Fantastic. Very happy with that purchase. So how far, I was going to say downstream, but I'm not even sure if it is downstream. Do you go in the form of a publisher? Does this include influencers, for instance? The way that I bucket is there's content, which is top of funnel. So like these are our favorite blenders or this brand is a brand you might not have heard of and it's awareness. It could be also end of funnel where like they already know that they want to buy something, but they're looking for confirmation or affirmation. But then there's more end of funnel, which is like coupons or cashback, which is content. It's a different form of content where you just know that you want to buy a product. You want to buy these Nike shoes. And so there's a Nike coupon in the form of content that will then drive you to use a coupon to convert or cashback. So instead of getting a coupon, you're actually getting cash back. So it depends where in the funnel. I mean, I think I always like to say like we built content at every section. So awareness, interest, purchase, advocacy, I think it's some, they have five or six, but essentially like it can be at every form. In a lot of cases, content's in the awareness form just to make you aware of it. But then it can be the last kind of click when you know that you want to make a purchase, you just want confirmation on where you should buy or what you should buy. Absolutely. If I'm a product company out there listening to this, how do I even get into this world? How do I go from out there marketing my own thing to finding a content partner that can help me turn my product into money? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, the first thing that you need to usually have is have an affiliate platform set up. There could be through impact.com. There's also several others as well. It kind of depends on either what vertical or what you might be looking to spend. But essentially, you need to join a platform to work with publishers. Publishers don't want to, or influencers or content creators don't want to do a thousand different deals. So one with Target, one with Walmart, one with Nike, one with Adidas. They want to join a platform and then do all their deals through the platform. So a brand would need to join an affiliate platform and then they would get access to publishers. And then the idea is that a brand should do their homework, what kinds of products the publisher covers and then pitch them. And then the publisher also should do their homework and see which brands make sense to explore. So if you're a brand and you do blankets and probably terrible comparison, and you know that your mom likes to be warm, you should pitch the publisher before Mother's Day on your blankets for inclusion in their Mother's Day content. Or it's Prime Day and there's other sales. Like what is a sale and deal that you could offer a publisher that would be a, give them a compelling reason to cover you? Can you do 30% off? Can you give them a custom code like CNN 20 or BuzzFeed 30 or whatever the code is to further make a connection with the audience and feel like they're getting a benefit? 
if I'm a product manufacturer, this is an episode I need to listen to. Super actionable. This is making me want to sell something. If people want to find you after this, if they have questions for you or your company, what's the best way to contact you? Yeah, I'm super active on LinkedIn. So first name Bryce, last name Weidlitz, spelled how it sounds, W-I-D-E-L-I-T-Z and connect with me. would love to hear more if you're a brand, can recommend you to impact.com or if you're a publisher and you think you want to get started in space, happy to chat with you too. Again, I, I really enjoy chatting with publishers, whether they're new or looking to grow to multi-million dollars a month. Happy to chat and see what ways we can help uncover new strategies or diversify revenue. So LinkedIn would be great. Awesome. Bryce, thanks so much for being on the show. Look forward to continuing this conversation in the future. It's very exciting. Have a great day. You too, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Fantastic. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to join us next time for more insights from people who love words. This podcast was brought to you by Acrolinks. Continue honing your enterprise content by checking out other episodes at acrolinks.com slash wordbirds. If you have questions or comments, feel free to get in touch with Chris and his team by sending a message to word.birds at acrolinks.com. That's all for now. See you next time.